You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And as we inch closer to the start of the NFL season, we're kicking off our previews by analyzing every division and looking at, say, how to bet on division futures, win totals, all that fun stuff. And we will start with the AFC East. And specifically, for the next several minutes, we're going to talk about the Bills and the Jets. And, Joe, I think it's safe to say when we're talking about Buffalo and the latest news that is perhaps actionable, a lot of our attention is focused on Stefan Diggs. And when you're looking at what he's done this offseason, there are real causes for concern here. Skipping all of the voluntary portion of the offseason program, uh, when he did attend mandatory minicamp, he attended meetings, but left before the first practice uh, started. And the Boston Globe uh, recently came out with a report saying that uh, Stefan Diggs's frustration is with his role in the offense and his voice in play calling, per a league source close, mm-hmm. close to the Bills locker room. And he's wide receiver number one in Buffalo. And if that relationship does not work out, then there are going to be some serious questions about that offense in general yeah no and uh that's a big question too right because one of the other pieces that i think will be really good and i i thought it was a great move for them in the draft that just fell to them was dalton kincaid which yeah moving forward i like the pick but what do we all know about tight ends in year one it takes a little bit of time even uh even more recently where it seems like you you get guys uh, more impactful in offenses earlier than it used to be. It used to be years ago the thing was, oh, wide receivers break out in year number three. That's not a thing anymore. Like, we see it happen immediately every year with the top guys in the first and second year, but it still does some take some time for tight ends, and I, I think he's going to be terrific down the road. But once you remove digs, like, I think a lot of us were expecting more uh, from Gabe Davis last season. Now he has those mm-hmm. explosive games, but on a consistent basis, he's not even close to Stefan Diggs. He's not not even in that conversation. So yeah, this is something that seems like it's going to be hanging around uh, this Bills team, which Aaron, I mean, this AFC East that, that we're going to take a close look at today, it, I, I know the NFC East was the best last year, but Isn't this division shaping up like it's going to be the best in the NFL in 2023? Yeah, and it's tough to look at a winner here, um, especially between the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. And then, of course, you can never truly count out the Patriots with their head coach. But So you mentioned the Bills and Dalton Kincaid. So now he's got another weapon, which is great for Josh Allen and Von Miller should be back. Right. So that's good as well. They should definitely benefit mm-hmm. from that. Cause surely they did 
miss him. The Bills went 13-3 and last season, won the division by four and a half games. So it's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, you know, it's going to get tough uh, in the conference to be better than the Chiefs. But I think this is interesting because also we did see that Allen got some criticism, like – I don't know if it was fair. Is he going to have more? I don't think a bounce back season. That might be a little extreme to say, but I, I think we were expecting a little bit more from him as well. And so um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out. But yeah, th- now you got Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. So many question marks, you know, with Tua and the Dolphins. So I'm excited for uh, the AFC East to talk about this today. I think there's this assumption that Josh Allen is going to be the best quarterback in the division, and I would like to challenge it. I'm not saying he can't be. He might be. But I want to question it for just a little bit because when you look at some of the key metrics involving his play against man coverage, he had a negative EPA per play. And granted, man coverage is not seen as often as zone coverage, but you've got a defense in this division, and the New England Patriots that likes to play man coverage, and they just added Christian Gonzalez. And if he doesn't play that much, and that to me suggests that the secondary is already really elite. You've got a lot of defensive backs who can play man coverage. And if something is not working out with Stefan Diggs in some way, shape, or form, then you're having to go to receivers that maybe don't handle those one-on-one matchups as well. Not necessarily Josh Allen's fault, But it does, to me, question this idea that he can handle just about anything that any defense throws at him. At some point, those numbers have to get better. He should be able to be uh, universally solid no matter what kind of coverage he's looking at. And that that didn't happen last year. So the question is, will defenses finally catch up to Josh Allen, who is a phenomenal athlete, who can throw the ball deep, who can take off, he can run, uh, doesn't necessarily care about the the hits that he absorbs but this to me is a big question pertaining to man coverage other kinds of situations can he handle all of them because at some point if you can't handle whatever any specific defense throws at you then everybody else is going to copy it all right um uh i'm sure that we'll we'll get back to that once we get to the new york jets on what Mm-hmm. which quarterback can be the best quarterback in the division this year. Uh, a couple things stand out with the Bills and, and their win total of 10 and a half juice to the under. They won the division three straight years now. And if you look at their three losses, I, I think most people during the regular season, it felt like the Bills were underwhelming a little bit. And they finished with this phenomenal record. They win the division, but they weren't just beating teams down like they did two years ago. And the three losses that they had in the regular season, it was that close one early in the season in the heat at Miami division game. It was a field goal game at the Jets, and it was a sh- overtime shootout against the Vikings. That's it. Three losses by a field goal or less. So maybe we are overreacting uh, on how bad that regular season went for them last year. Ed, I was curious your thoughts on this one because, you know, being in Chicago, it's been talked a lot lot about, but again, it's a defensive loss. How tough is it to replace Tremaine Edmonds? This is a guy, all five years, over 100 tackles. Now, sacks are limited. 
Last year it was two. He's usually around the one and a half or two mark. He did have two forced fumbles last year. Do you view middle linebacker with a defense like this? You have a ton of talent on every level. Uh, do you mm-hmm. view that position as a replaceable spot? Bean is a very smart guy, and he decided, okay, we're going to have to make some changes. We're not going to be able to bring Edmonds back. That was the guy that he decided to let go. Linebacker is really hard to analyze because sometimes they're the ones who are blamed for any defensive efficiencies when perhaps they mm-hmm. shouldn't be. Sometimes you have to, to break a defense down a little bit more and have a better idea of, you know, if it really is the linebacker's fault, uh, specifically the middle linebacker's fault. It also is something where who's wearing the green dot, uh, who's the captain of that defense, because that also matters a great deal because they're the ones, you know, helping to communicate things and making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. At least they're at that player level of, of uh, accountability. So how tough is it to replace? Certainly it's a loss. And you know it's a loss because of what the Bears gave him. And they, they wouldn't have given him that much if they didn't think highly of him. And so just because the market is setting that number, that to me suggests that, that it is going to be a, a difficult replacement to make. But at the same time, there's talent everywhere else. And what I suspect will happen is if, you know, the Bills defense struggles in any way, that, you know, we're going to point to the linebacker position and go, see, see, that's, that's what you get. But in reality, mm-hmm. uh, it may be a good bit more complicated than that. I always felt like that the Bills defense, uh, you know, and you have key playmakers everywhere, but it seems to me like they want to build from the back forward, making sure that they are taking away the pass first and foremost. And if that's the priority, that's great. The question is, are they going to go up against offenses that can run really, really well? I, I that, will, that, that remains to be seen uh, in this division and to an extent this conference. But to me, it was a prudent decision, but you're always going to have to figure something out. So I look at this and go, yeah, it's something I'm going to be mindful of, but it's not a simple answer if, say, things don't work out in the early going. I think also, like, all of these teams have some blemishes, you know, whether it's the loss of Tremaine um, Edwards or what is it, Edmonds? I'm having a brain Edmonds. fart. Edmonds, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, or the Jets. Like, we don't know what we're getting from Aaron Rodgers. Dolphins with Tua. I mean, I, I don't think any of these teams are perfect either. Does anybody have an early bet anything Bills related? I do not the way this is juiced. I, I would not go over with the way this division is shaping up. I, I do have some questions about Diggs. And, well, they're plus 125 bet MGM to win the division for the fourth straight year. Like, okay. And that, that seems about right, right to me. Yeah. I, I would go elsewhere. I do not have a Bills bet at the moment. Anyone? And what is their win total? I might have at? a lean on the under. Ten and a half juice to the under. Yeah, it, it, it's a price to pay, but I'd probably lean on the under there uh, in part because yeah. of the schedule and the division. And, and again, this is something where we may see some regression to the mean from this offense. And I don't want to put everything on Stefan Diggs's, you know, discontent, but I do think that this offense needs to show me another dimension for me to feel comfortable about it for them to, to potentially win this division and beyond. So until that happens... I feel like that, you know, a slight under might make the most sense here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to pay a price for that, and I'm definitely not betting the Bills plus 125. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that to me, those odds are way too short given the, the talent that we have uh, in this division. So let's move on now to the Jets. And Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers coming to New York, you know, that's basically the, the headline there. We know that. But I want to talk a little bit about this coaching staff when it comes to New York. And to me, we, we talked at length, I'm sure, about uh, Zach Wilson, you know, being absolutely atrocious and them having, you know, talent everywhere else except at the quarterback position. And if there was one team that you could point to in the NFL last season that was just a quarterback away from being really dangerous, to me, the Jets sort of fit that description about as well as any team. Here's my question, though. When you looked at how poorly the quarterbacks performed for the Jets last season, how much of it was just the lack of talent from the players? And how much of that was from the coaching staff and the offensive play designers? Because, Joe, I don't feel like that this is simply something where you can blame a really bad draft pick uh, and say that's why things went south for them. I think some of it has to do with who's on the sideline uh, perhaps just as much as who was throwing the football. Oh, you are a brave man. You're suggesting that Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White would have success with other coaches? Maybe you're right. And I think it is the easy thing to blame the quarterbacks. But I, ugh, it is so bad. Like, it's not top 32 level. Like, all three of those guys that played maybe you can make a case for Mike White but I mean are they top 40 quarterbacks that we saw last year I mean that's how bad it was and that's why they go one in seven to finish up the season uh after mm-hmm. their buy and their only win was a team that had the worst record in the NFL and the Chicago Bears uh it's it's going to be fascinating so it's kind of like what we would talk about in Green Bay where how much was it just letting Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wants well personnel wise They've done just that. Keep the superstar happy. Keep the back-to-back MVP winner happy. You want Alan Lazard? Okay, fine. Uh, Nicole Hardman, you're a smart guy. You keep going to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, He's there now, and, uh, oh, you want Randall Cobb? I guess we'll do that thing. Fine. Whatever, Aaron, if that's going to keep you happy. So I wonder, you know, as, as they game plan, how much is going to be Rodgers versus how much is going to be Nathaniel Hackett? That's a great point because six of the Jets' 10 losses came in one score game. So if you do have someone like Aaron Rodgers now, is he going to be that difference maker that gets them over the hump to be, you know, to to get those uh, L's into W's? They ended the Mm -hmm. year on a six-game losing streak. Uh, I think the talent is there. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe they just need you know, more out of Aaron Rodgers, and they just couldn't get that at the quarterback position. But one thing's for sure, the defense is phenomenal. That's not the issue on this Jets team. I mean, they gave up the fourth fewest points and yards per game in the league, and Sauce Gardner is just so good, one of the top players at his position in the entire NFL. Mm -hmm. 
there are other examples of coaching staffs that have had success with other positions and maybe the rest of the team, but they can never quite get it right at the quarterback spot. And it's entirely possible that that may be what's going on with the Jets. Now, look, Nathaniel Hackett, new offensive coordinator, worked with Aaron Rodgers before, uh, helped him win an MVP trophy. So this could work out. But I do want to take it with a grain of salt as far as saying, okay, it was just really bad players. That's why the Jets struggled last year. I think it's a lot more than that. And that's why this is something you have to analyze a little bit more deeply than just, oh, Aaron Rodgers is there. Everything's going to be fine. There's a lot more to it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will continue our AFC East conversation by looking at the Dolphins and the Patriots right here on the BetQL Network.